Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to Missing. I'm Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic today, Tim. Thank you for asking. I know you're a little under the weather, so uh, I'll ask in return, how are you doing? <laughs> but I kind of already know. I'm doing fine. I, You know what? I'm all hopped up on coffee, so I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm thrilled to get right into it, Lance. This is kind of a new format episode that we're doing. This is now the second attempt that we've done at this, and we're recording this on Tuesday, June 14th. We did have really good reaction from our last episode that we titled Missing News and Elnaz Hajtamiri, but we are considering a different title. I mean, I don't know why it, it ended up getting called Missing News. kind of just happened a little bit absentmindedly. I, I don't think it's terrible, but we're wondering if the audience has a better sort of title for this format. Maybe they can help us out. Yeah, so to briefly explain, it, it came together in my head with Missing News, Missing colon News. So that's sort of how I was thinking about it when we were thinking about the title, but it just doesn't seem to have that punch to it. It, it needs a better... Uh, hook so yeah we're putting it out there to the uh to the listeners this is a segment where we're going to quickly talk about some of the previous episodes we're going to talk about some current news uh in the world of missing persons or true crime and then we're going to button it up with uh you know some other talk of that nature but it's a free form loose episode is what i'm getting at so if after a while people are listening and they're like well you know what this rolls off the tongue and the alliteration is good Maybe uh, that would be good enough for um, for a new title. So it's out there to you, uh, the people, the the masses. So we're going to go over some of the recent episodes, and we're going to read some YouTube comments. YouTube comments. Yes, I forgot from, about that. Yeah, from the disappearance uh, of Joshua Stratton, our episode on him, and uh, Daniel Robinson as well, part two with David. But before we get into that, we also want to invite you to check out Missing Premium. You can get bonus episodes, weekly bonus episodes at Missing Premium. It's missing.supportingcast.fm. You also get all of our regular Missing episodes ad-free. And it's just for the price of buying us a cup of coffee a month, Lance. 
And we don't drink uh, expensive coffee. We drink mud. So it's not even like, we're not even talking Starbucks here. We're talking Folgers. But uh, <laughs> anywho, how does this differ from the premium episodes, you might be asking yourself? In addition to those ad-free episodes and the loose banter format, we also have the hidden opinions segment of Missings uh, when you sign up for the subscription service. And that's where we give those opinions that are behind the scenes when we are talking about a missing person story. Because we put out the facts to the best of our ability, we do give a little bit of our feelings. You can kind of hear that in our tone sometimes, but we really take the gloves off in a good way during the uh, Hidden Opinions segment. So that's um, that's a treat. I, I, I think we all enjoy doing it. And we have our cohort, uh, Jennifer Mel, on usually because she typically speaks with the family members of these missing persons. And she has a lot of insight that doesn't make the public feed, that they've told her uh, that just didn't make the public feed because of a time constraint or another reason but you know it's something that should be out there yeah and we like to get her take on the case and um, what it was like speaking with uh, the folks that she did because a lot of times she conducts the interviews the family interviews or law enforcement interviews um, that are played in the missing episodes and those episodes are the ones that have come in via private investigations for the missing. And you can check out what they do at investigationsforthemissing.org. It is the nonprofit that Bruce Maitland founded. And Lance, you and I are on the board of it. And uh, it is a fantastic organization. And they're constantly looking for donations. So please, you can donate. Check out investigationsforthemissing.org. And where do your donations go? Well, they go towards the funding of expenses that our private investigators need in order to visit with family members, conduct searches. Uh, as much as we'd like to say that this doesn't come with a price tag, it does. You need to stay in a hotel or, in Greg Overacker's case, a cheap motel that you need to lock the door with a padlock. Uh, you need to eat lunch at some point. And in Greg Overacker's case, that's typically a convenience store hot dog. So it's not a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, but you know, some of these investigators, they do charge an hourly rate. It's discounted for us. So it goes to that as well. So it, it's all for a good cause. These, these families don't have the means to, to, to hire, you know, the Pinkerton detective agency, you know, we need to get the best of the best on our team. And in order to do that, we need your donation. So there that's, that's my spiel. Fantastic. And Lance, we are hitting the road this August. We are traveling. We are joining True Crime Obsessed and Pulitzer Prize winner Maggie Freeling on the road. We're heading to Orlando, West Palm Beach, Atlanta, St. Paul, Dallas, and Houston in the month of August. Lance, I cannot wait for this tour. Yeah, I can't say it enough how just humbled I am that they included us, True Crime Obsessed, included us in their first mini tour. And it's going to be a whirlwind. Basically, you arrive and you watch as we're roasted. You, Maggie, myself, they feature us in the Disappearance of Maura Murray, the docuseries that appeared on Oxygen, the six-part docuseries. Plus, they show some clips from our independent docuseries, Finding Maura Murray, and it's a roast. It's a roast. It's all done in good humor, and basically sign, sign us up. We'll sit there and we'll laugh and we'll contribute to the conversation when the doorway <laughs> opens up for us to speak. 
Yeah, my face typically hurts uh, after these shows because of how much we're laughing. And Patrick Hines from True Crime Obsessed is on this tour with us. However, Jillian Pensavale is not going to join this particular tour, these six dates. But you should come anyway. This is going to be an absolute blast. Check it out at truecrimeobsessed.com slash c-us-live. Or you can just simply go to truecrimeobsessed.com and get your tickets there. Okay, now we wanted to read some comments from one of our latest episodes. It's an episode that was released on June 2nd, 2022. It's about the disappearance of Joshua Stratton from Alvo, Nebraska on June 20th, 2018. And in that episode, Josh's mom, Wendy Gaida, appears as well. And this is a, a really sort of an unknown case. And, uh, I'm, I've kind of been shocked by the amount of comments that, that have come in from people who have actually known Josh. Do you remember a story that we've covered that had this many comments from friends and family members? I mean, it's a handful of them that will get YouTube comments that are from family members and friends. But this is one that for a town, I guess, you know, he was in this small village community. It wasn't even like registered as a town. So maybe maybe it does resonate a little louder when you're the area that you grew up in only has like almost just 200 people and everyone knows everyone. But I was incredibly impressed by the amount of people who listened, knew him and took the time to make these comments on YouTube uh, that are really, really useful and helpful and open door policy to anybody who wants to uh jump on a zoom with us for a couple of minutes just to talk about Josh. I would love to put together like a compilation of people talking about their friend, Josh or their nephew, Josh. Absolutely. Here's one comment from trust and obey. They say, Josh used to walk 10 miles through the country from his house to my house. He would carry a giant piece of rebar just in case he ran into a chupacabra. Claims he shot one out on his dad's farm back in the day. His story never changed. I miss that dude. Breaks my heart. I love that that is a, a story that just resonated with this individual. That he wasn't saying it in a way to make fun of him or poke fun at him. He was saying it because it was a quirky, fun moment that he shared with, with him. And we know that Josh suffers from schizophrenia and he was known for doing these uh types of uh, activities and this again breaks my heart that he wraps it up by saying i miss that dude and jenny here in the comments says josh and andy were friends of mine we would love to know what happened to josh and he is not into cosplay um which is something that we mentioned in the episode uh because he wore chain mail uh, she says he is schizophrenic and wore those items because he thought they protected him. And she goes on and mentions some theories, um, some sort of sort of interesting theories. And the comment section kind of got uh, there. There might have been some arguing. I think there is some some blaming going on a little bit in the comments here. Someone who goes by the name J W I L S fifty two says the Stratton boys are my nephews. You all need to hold off on your opinions about Andy. Details are not public, and the family has learned info I won't share here. The case is being investigated by the state police, and I think he's talking about uh, the comment section, not necessarily us. Um, we didn't really share many opinions of Andy in the episode at all. Andy is Josh's brother. 
Andrew was killed by police in the basement of his dad's house. And now I believe that instance is being investigated by the state police. Not necessarily connected to Joshua's disappearance, but sort of complicates the entire story of Joshua's disappearance. Yeah, and I just want to say that we totally appreciate the comments from JW ILS 52. Um, I guess it's not clear whether this is uh, an aunt or an uncle, right? It's not clear on that, but we we totally appreciate the heads up that we need to hold off on our opinions about Andy. Uh, if you knew, uh, nothing thrills me more to to read something like that, knowing that someone knows something and they give us a heads up instead of letting us go off on a tangent, which we sometimes do, and then you have to backtrack and make corrections. Knowing that we have to hold off on Andy, totally cool. Um, if this person wants to reach out to us and give us a little bit more information, we're not really asking for anything that we don't uh, need or that we shouldn't have any access to. That's totally fine. But uh, again, one of us just say, like, we appreciate that comment. If there's anything you want to say further, feel free to uh, get in touch with us via our website and email address. And that email address is missing at crawlspacepodcast.com. Another comment that I wanted to highlight is this one by JD. JD writes, Hunter Paxson is my nephew. Hunter didn't just up and decide to commit suicide. The sheriff and his investigation is a joke in Lancaster County. This is one which references two other deaths that happened in that same area around that same time that we speak about. Uh, Brandon Bean Retzliff and Hunter Paxson. So Hunter was 19 years old when he died on Monday, October 13th, 2018. He was in college seeking a doctorate in psychology. Super smart guy. He founded the Midwest Friends Against Bullying, which was a group, a support group that had over 800 members. He was on the autism spectrum, won a state speech in 2015. He was found in Lancaster County, and the cause of death was suicide. It's a suspicious death that we put in there with uh, Rhett's laugh's death as well, and did that. I think to highlight the area and the, the, I guess the communal state of mind. Yeah. Just, you know, there, there's Joshua's disappearance and there's um, three deaths that, uh, you know, Andrews, we know, we essentially know what happened, that he was shot by police. We don't know the specifics about what happened in that basement. Um, but these other two deaths were, um, I believed considered suicides, but I think the families uh, will disagree with that. Correct. And the reason why I bring that up is because there is another comment on YouTube from Jess Helwidge who says, I'm Hunter Paxson's mom. I'd love to speak with you. We would love to speak with you as well. And you can email us at missing at crawlspacepodcast.com. And we got some comments on Daniel Robinson's episode, uh, part two, with David Robinson, Daniel's dad. That came out on June 9th, 2022, and we wanted to highlight some comments there. Cosmic Shy wrote, Mr. Robinson is always the sweetest, calmest, most driven, and respectful man. There's no doubt he raised an exceptional son, and I pray that uh, he is delivered back to him soon. And Gary Jones has a comment here, which is, in a sense, 
uh, a, a little bit of a criticism, and we and we appreciate it. He writes not a word about his pizza delivery job, and he, he means Daniel's pizza delivery job, and him being told off by the girl for not leaving her alone. And he can't have mental health problems because he was a brilliant young man. Uh, that is the counter to David saying that he was uh, incredibly smart and driven, so he couldn't have had... I mean, it doesn't say it in these exact words, but it was the implication that he couldn't have had mental health problems because he was brilliant. Uh, and Gary says, sad, but dad doesn't want to see the whole picture. In his eyes, he was perfect and wouldn't lower himself to deliver pizza or want a girl and have mental health uh, issues. He'll never accept anything but someone else's fault. But then there's some comments back and forth and gary isn't just blindly accusing he says he replies down here and says can't blame him though it's his boy he won't ever accept it was on him so you get it like gary gets it and i think personally i don't know what you feel how you feel about this but it feels like he wants to present the whole picture that it might not have anything to do with it but he's looking for the whole picture well i think that's his experience um based on david's experience i don't think he believes daniel was experiencing any mental health difficulties he said the specifics he was told about that don't really ring true or ring like their actual mental health disruptions i guess he says he spoke with daniel often and would have heard if he was in trouble or experiencing some real difficulties so I understand it from from his dad's point of view, and I also understand it from the commenter's point of view. I think when you're a parent or an advocate for a missing person, it's really tough what matters, right? What should be out there? Like, if David does know more about, you know, Daniel suffering from mental health troubles, should he put it out there? You know, I mean, I think that's something that advocates and, and family members uh, consider and think about themselves before discussing because that could be a very slippery slope for someone in their position all of a sudden police might say well he was going to hurt himself that's it we're not going to invest the time in looking i mean we've, we've seen essentially this same kind of thing um but years later in Maura Murray's case, we've kind of looked back on it having happened where Fred and the police were sort of arguing about whether or not Maura was experiencing mental difficulties when she went missing. Yeah, absolutely. And none of us can put ourselves in the position of a family member, especially a father, when speaking about the disappearance of your son that isn't even a year old and having to navigate your words so carefully when you're speaking publicly and then having to navigate them not only so that the public can interpret them the way you want them to be interpreted, but you can't say anything that will harm the investigation. So for all we know, and this is totally hypothetical, for all we know, David was well aware of Daniel's uh, mental health issues and was seeking to get him help. But there could be something that he cannot say because of the investigation, which we know is delicate, which we know he's begging the police to do things. And they sort of half do them. And he has to go and conduct searches on his own and raise money on his own to find his son. So there's a balance that he's trying to uh, walk. There's a line he's trying to walk, and it's public opinion and police investigation and again, it's so fresh 
and you just reminded me of that when you mentioned how Fred Murray had said that she probably walked into the woods that a lot was going on in her life and she probably walked into the woods. That's just off the cuff comment. You know, who knows why someone grieving or in a mental state looking for your son or daughter would say that. It's a it's it's not anything that we should gravitate to and hold on to for the long like in the long term yeah and i think we did our job by asking david about it um in a very broad way and you know he can answer however he wants and um i did like fabiola's response to gary she goes on a little bit but she says here i see what you're saying but i can also see how mentioning the additional job leads to reporters asking questions that may push a narrative in the direction of a girl who could be relentlessly harassed by thousands of people at the very least and uh, and she goes she goes on there's some dialogue in the comments there but i think she makes makes a great point too because we have no idea like we, you know, as we discussed on Hidden Opinions, Lance, we're kind of new to the whole pizza angle or or what that means. You know, really, all we know of what is what we've researched ourselves and what we've heard from David directly, and I follow his lead with that. Yes, absolutely. There's again so many things that are going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and I guess our mission initially with anybody that we talk about is to present again the facts as best we can and we have the father on who's conducting his own searches and really running his own investigation you have to take that on some level as being as legit as you can without it going like right to law enforcement and the point of david driving home hey this person doesn't have anything to do with it really could simply be what uh is being talked about here in the comments it could be don't bring somebody into it who necessarily doesn't have to be brought into this and then subject them to all of this when they didn't ask for it in the first place and it probably has nothing to do with anything. And police are probably looking into it. You'd hope so, yeah. And uh, for more information on that, please check out pleasehelpfinddaniel.com. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks to our sponsors, and now we're back to the program. All right, Lance, for our news segment today, we wanted to highlight a, a really wild case, and uh, it's about the fight for justice for Livy Lewis. Livy Lewis was 19 when she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend, Matthew Edgar, who was, who was 25, and that happened on October 31st in 2020 in Hemphill, Texas. And this was brought to our attention by a previous guest that we had on Jody Voice Yellowfish, she had sent us a, a link that was titled Murder Victims Family Fights for Justice as Murder Suspect is Still at Large. And Tim, we were talking about this before. This is absolutely mind-blowing how this person is still at large and missing. And ah, God, where to even start on this? So so he he essentially admitted to killing Livy Lewis. He was found in the fetal position 
with blood on him. There was the shotgun. She was, they asked him where she was, where Libby was. He said dead. And through some loophole, and we're we're going to need a little bit of clarification from people who know more about this. All of the articles that we've read on this, Edgar's bond was reduced to $50,000 because Edgar was not indicted within 90 days of his arrest. And that was according to the Sabine County District Attorney's Office. So somewhere so along the lines... they arrested him and didn't charge arrest, him. They mm-hmm. charged him. He posted bond because they waited, for whatever reason, 90 days, three months to indict him, which which allowed them to lower the bond to $50,000, which apparently he posted, and then didn't show up on his third day of court. Listen to this. In the meantime, the mother, Darcy Bass, runs into him in a store, and understandably enough, she's filled with rage upon seeing him, and... Throw thing, throws things at him, yells at him, throws things at his car, and he has the audacity to get her arrested. Right. Oh, okay. So I see that. that so that happened before the trial started. Yes. Right. I can't believe it. And so that part happened back in December where she yes. she kind of, um, I guess, lost her temper at at the store. First of all, this guy facing murder charges and later convicted um, on murder charges and sentenced to 99 years in prison. Like, why is this guy on the street at this point? Why is he able to go home after day one and or I guess day two of his murder trial in which he was eventually found guilty? But he just didn't show up to day three because he was out on bond. What is going on in Sabine County? And he's still out there. He's still missing. He's still out there. He has been sentenced to 99 years, and he is still a wanted fugitive as of this recording on June 14th, 2022. And again, the brazenness and audacity of him to file charges on the mother for assault caused by bodily injury retaliation and criminal mischief. Those are that's the detail of the file that he charged against the mom. The the absolute slap in the face and and i'm blown away that more people aren't talking about this yeah it's wild i wonder how in how many days they actually did end up charging him like was it 91 like maybe i don't know i mean i know that's that's the rule that you know that's the law about 90 you got 90 days once you arrest somebody and you're you're apparently going to charge them um for murder what was happening in the meantime well, I guess they were dragging their feet in the investigation. It seems pretty cut and dry. He was found right there in a fetal position and uh, had had essentially admitted to it. Um, it was unclear to me if it was in text or or what, but he did say that uh, that Livy was dead. This seems like a cut and dry case. I don't know why it took more than 90 days to actually file these charges. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we have been having some communication by way of Jody, Voice Yellowfish, and Darcy, and eventually we will have Darcy on the show. Understandably, she's very overwhelmed at the moment and really isn't doing anything on a public level uh, as far as like an in-depth conversation is concerned. But once she's ready to come on, we're going to have her on. There'll be more details given about why he's out there, what happened at the store, what happened to Livy, and... 
maybe hey, let's try to find this dude. Let's try let's try yeah. to let's try to get your shit together over there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love it if if everyone shared his photo and we can do some social media posts about this, but um th- this guy being free at this point is not really acceptable. Especially what happened with that other escaped prisoner um in Texas only recently where he where he killed a family. And real quick, I want to give a quote here by Darcy. She says, I'm not going to stop. This is a quote that she gave to KPLC TV. She says, I'm not going to stop. There's going to be justice for my daughter. I know she's fine, but while I'm out here suffering, he needs to suffer too. If y'all see him, don't kill him. Just call it in. And there is also a link if you'd like to support Libby Lewis's case, you can donate to the Libby Lewis Memorial Scholarship at Livy Lewis at L I V Y E L E W I S Memorial Scholarship dot com. Okay, everybody. And uh, coming up later this week, we've got Pulitzer Prize winner Maggie Freeling on the I show. I love saying that. <laughs> Me too. We definitely uh, we have lots of Pulitzer uh, material for Maggie at the at the beginning of that episode. It's really just constant jokes. I, I just I feel like we if if a, if a friend of ours has some great achievement, we have to like the only way we can deal with it is by sort of pay, poking fun. Oh yeah, I mean, and also we're pretty overtly jealous. <laughs> And then, Lance, coming up the following week is Bill Thomas, our friend Bill Thomas from Mind Over Murder. That's a show that is on the Crawl Space Media Network. He hosts that with his friend Kristen Dilley. He speaks about the Colonial Parkway murders and, of course, his sister's case, Kathy Thomas. And, Lance, that's going to be a two-parter. And it's a great conversation and we keep it light in the beginning when we're talking about Bill having gone missing uh, at CrimeCon in Las Vegas, which was kind of a uh, sort of a, a, a blip in the weekend. But when you fully unpack it, it, it was just it was really hilarious to me, at least. Yeah, it's uh, I don't want to bury the lead here, but the disappearance of Bill Thomas <laughs> as unpacked on this show is well worth the listen. Uh, there was no question that we were going to go into a two-parter from the jump. The second we started, we knew this was going to be a two-parter. Uh, we needed to unpack the disappearance of Bill Thomas at CrimeCon in Las Vegas because it played out almost like a Coen Brothers movie, just a comedy <laughs> of errors. And poor Rebecca Sebastian was just a wreck, and Bill just waltzes in what what's wrong i don't understand (laughs) so you gotta listen to it um lots lots going on in that conversation all right everybody thanks a lot for listening check out the links in the show notes check out everything we're doing at crawlspace media at crawlspace-media.com and give us a five-star review where while you're at it yeah why don't you if your cursor's hovering over the fourth star or the third star just push it just push it a little bit over to the right just push it a little it's not even like much effort physically to do so and uh we're considering doing these live so we want to get your feedback on that if these shows might play out better in a live environment so uh yeah there's there's that to consider as well anywho we've gone on long enough let's wrap her up all right thanks a lot for listening everybody we will see it later this week 
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.